I'm your host, Sarah Boss, and welcome to Attainable Podcast. Hi guys, and welcome back to the Attainable Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you're doing well. Um, Today's a solo podcast, and today we're going to be talking about growing a TikTok following because this is something that I get asked quite often. I think that, I mean, obviously it's something I'm quite passionate about. If you are not aware, my, I guess you would say like nine to five job um, at No Good Marketing Agency, I lead their TikTok studio, and so I'm doing TikTok strategy all all day long, literally. And then also with my own TikTok as well. I will say it's completely different. The way that you approach a brand's TikTok is completely different from what like the advice I'll be giving now. There's some similarities, but like the strategies that I, that we like implement and learn about, um, at that job, I do not implement onto my TikTok pretty much at all. Um, and so this is going to be really, really fun. So if you are somebody who's interested in growing a TikTok, if you're interested in starting your TikTok, um, particularly somebody who's wanting to be a creator, this is going to go into, this episode is going to cover mainly like growing your TikTok following and making that into like a, something that you like, quote, really do like a serious thing, if you will. Um, and then if you're interested in like monetization and stuff, we've got some episodes on, uh, being an influencer, monetizing your influence, all that kind of stuff. Actually, this last episode that we had um, a couple episodes ago with Natalie, um, that would have been a good one to look at, but yeah, we're going to cover growing your TikTok. And so, um, you know, if you're wanting to start a TikTok, my assumption is the real question, like when people ask, like, how do you start? My assumption is really that they're saying, like, how do you grow an audience? Uh, similar when people are like, how do you start a podcast? I'm like, that's not what you want to know. You know how to start a podcast. Or most people are not actually asking how to start a podcast. They're asking how to grow the audience. Same with the TikTok. Um, and so I can really only, again, speak from my experience. And um, I started my TikTok posting very casually in 2021, late 2021 in the fall. Um, and then I it was a channel that I wanted to do more on. I have been like low key wanted to be an influencer since I was in like high school. So it's always been a, like just something that's in my mind. And so I wanted to quote, take TikTok seriously, which I feel like anybody who is an influencer or is a creator or any of that, like there is a time when you just decide you take it seriously since social media is like something that's used by everybody. Um, there is like kind of a mentality shift when you're deciding to use it strategically. So I wanted to take TikTok seriously, grow my TikTok. I, I decided that for the new year for 2022. Um, and so I started posting regularly in January. That means like a couple times a week. Um, and then in March was when I said, okay, I'm going to post multiple times a day um, or at least once a day from now on. I did that for about a week before I did the created the laundry bar soap video that then launched my career that is now at 27 million views that took me from 200 followers to 200,000 followers in a month and I do have an, a podcast episode on that so episode 85 is I gained 150,000 followers in seven days on TikTok so um then that is that was the original timeline and then 200,000 in the first month something like that I don't really remember the breakdown um but yes for seven days I went from uh, about 200 followers to 
150,000. And so you can go listen to that episode if you're wanting to hear like the whirlwind that that was. Um, But let's talk about like the nitty gritty and the tips that if I were starting a TikTok now, this is what I would carry over. And I'm going to be, if you are watching the podcast, hello, um, I'm going to be taking a look over at this screen for my notes. So first thing that I think people don't mention when they talk about growing your TikTok is... um. Well, let's get out of the way that TikTok changes all the time. So the tips that I give you and let's, okay, TikTok changes all the time. User behavior changes all the time. And how, just like everybody's for you pages is different. Everybody's growth is going to be very different. And I mean that in the way that how the algorithm reacts to you, I think is really different for, for a lot of people. And so what worked for me might not work for you. And everybody on TikTok who's giving TikTok tips, first of all, I'm not a big fan of listening to those, to be honest. Um, and I realized like that might be hypocritical for me to even be making this podcast. I'm going to be telling you my experience and from my truth. Um, but just keep that in mind always um, that these are things to guide you. It's never something to put pressure on you or say that if you don't do this, you're doing it wrong. So let's put that out of the way. Now, first thing that people really don't talk about is um, the cyclical lifestyle of your TikTok journey. So um, when you are first starting to post on TikTok, I recommend throwing a wide net. Any idea that comes to your mind, anything that you are like, oh, I'm doing this, I could film this, oh, I saw this trend, let me try it, like any of that, throw a very wide net. Because what you're trying to do in the beginning essentially is just gathering data on what people are attracted to in your content. And so you will start to see patterns. Um, and that is what you follow. You follow the breadcrumbs and you react to those breadcrumbs as fast as possible. Meaning if you are um, posting and you did a get ready with me, you did a trending sound and you did a recipe video and the get ready with me and the trending sound have 200 views and the recipe video have a th- has a thousand immediately do another recipe video. Be very, very reactive and very, very quick to the breadcrumbs that the algorithm is giving you. If that recipe video does well again, um, like these are again, all hints of what you should be doing. But in the beginning, you know, and, and continue to experiment. That doesn't mean you do recipe video after recipe video after recipe video. It's just within your content schedule, make sure a recipe video is in there while you're throwing that wide net. Because you might also get, um, oh, they really also like in the car story times, you know, that hit a, a 1500 um, views. So I'm, I'm going to do recipes, those, and then I'm going to experiment with, with some other content types, but you will start to be given like this manual of, oh, these things work. These things do not. From there, when you are studying that content, you're going to get frustrated because there is going to be a point where that formulaic type of video doesn't work anymore. I really hope it doesn't fatigue that fast because it's for you, because it's very maddening, but there's going to be a time So you're constantly going to be iterating. This like wide net, figuring out what works and then pivoting is a constant movement. It's something I do with my content. It's something I do with brands. Like it is, it's a constant thing. Um, But with that, you can still be like just any video that feels right, like go ahead and put it out. Another thing to note in the beginning is that a lot of it is not, you're, you are measuring like what works, but I'd say 65% of what you're doing is just getting in the habit of creation, just getting in the hab- in the mindset of creation. Um, like if you're constantly asking like, what should I film? What should I film? That is then a mentality that you're going to um, acquire. It's like practicing anything 
um, it becomes a habit. I literally think in terms of TikTok sounds, I literally think of my life, like in terms of like, this could be filmed. This No, that's not healthy. I would not recommend doing that. Apparently that's a condition called being chronically online. So that's perfect. It works for me because I I find it like very creative. Um, but you do want to get into the practice of understanding like what of your life can be filmed and what can be interesting. So again, that cyclical cyclical nature of like your TikTok lifestyle or the cyclical lifestyle of like your TikTok journey, um, you're going to start with that wide net and then you're going to find what that niche is. I hate niches. So don't worry. This is not something that you're going to attach yourself to. It's something that you're going to use as a tool. And then we're going to expand later because I literally cannot stand niches, cannot stand them, hate being labeled. Um, but what it does do is it gives you, um, think of like a power up, straight up thinking of like a power up from Mario Kart or something. You cast this wide net and then you find like this content works. Like one of your pieces goes viral. One of your pieces gets a lot more views than the others. It might go to 8K, whatever. There you go. Grab onto that. And I, you are the recipe girly now. You are the get ready with me girly. Whatever it is, use it. Because you got to think. I want you to take a moment and think of like the bigger creators. Like think of Alex Earl. Think of Chris Olson. Let's let's dissect Chris Olson for a little bit. Or Olson, Olson, however you say his names. He literally, he dances around in Crocs, okay? He talks about him being single or his uh, chaotic dating life or him embarrassing self in, himself in terms of dating. Or he delivers coffee to people, which then he very, very um, smartly went and developed a coffee brand. But like, you know exactly what his content is. Like he does the same thing, same thing over and over all the time. Alex Alex Earl, it's the, she gets, does pretty much like get ready with me's or like she's building an outfit or she's doing a training sound that literally makes no sense. And she's just blowing up and people love seeing her. So she's going to ride that wave, but it's, you know, pretty constant like you know exactly what you're going to get and so from that when you have that video that goes higher than others grab that and say okay this is where I'm riding I had to ride that laundry train I had to ride that budget that house cleaning that you know like DIY your own stuff your groceries like all like I had to ride that way for a hot minute before I could expand out of it. So then then that's phase three. That's the phase that I am in right now. Um, so you've phase one, you've done this broad net. Phase two, you have a niche and people know you for something. So you keep creating under that thing because your audience will tell you exactly what they want to see from you like, and what they don't because your views will be trashed on other videos and you'll be very frustrated because the only videos that do well is you tying your shoes or something like that. Like, you know, whatever. Then when you start to get some consistency, you get like a followership, like you're gaining a follower followership from the niche that you have established like let that grow ride that wave ride that wave but then at some point you will feel comfortable with like branching out of that content and how you do that is by incorporating content that you want to make into the content you already make so let's say that you want to be more of like a lifestyle influencer you want to be able to post more about like just you and your life whatever but you do recipe videos okay so do a recipe video but maybe make it a story time and tell something completely obscure obscure about your life or maybe you are doing like get ready with me's like makeup wise but you really want to 
Um, I, I, I think it's easiest to talk about it in terms of like broadening and because most people don't want to stay in like one label of a fashion or, or cook, you know, or like cleaning, like whatever. They don't want to stay in that label. They want to be able to show their life. Um, and if you are trying to move like from a hard niche and like a, um, restrictive niche into more lifestyle, it's literally just incorporating it into whatever you're doing. So I had to, I was like doing laundry and folding and talking about it. I was, um, and then I just started putting other things like other pieces of content out as well that held value that I could then, you know, I was relearning. I knew laundry videos worked. I then saw that, okay, if I get ready with me for, and it's, uh, makeup, like trying to replace my makeup with skincare, like that works really well. So that's like another backbone of my content. So that's like the cycle, the life cycle. Um, and, but in the beginning, all you're doing is really like creating anything that comes to mind. You're building those habits and you are taking heavy note into what's working and pivoting constantly. And when I mean pivoting constantly, I mean that the day before the video went to a thousand and you've been only hitting 200 the next day, you're making another video similar to that. Next. Um, I wrote, and this is going back to consistency, but I wrote, it is more important to post than to come up with good ideas. Again, that is literally just about you like coming up with the habit on, Hey, like this is who I am as a creator. Like this is how I create. Um, this is how I come up with ideas, all that kind of stuff. Another thing that really helped me and really helps me is, um, if you see a video you like, study it, figure out why you like it, figure out why you stayed watching, especially if the video is one that has done well, it's already gone viral, like whatever, like, did they speak really fast? Did did they cut their clips short? Did they, um, like, were they really enthusiastic in their personality? Was it, uh, very aesthetically pleasing? You really like the visuals? Like, what about it did you like and replicate that? Because a lot of times, like, you might see um, like Alex Earls get ready with me, okay? And Alex is, it's very interactive. She is very smiley, very giggly. She speaks relatively like, she speaks in a very engaging way. She doesn't speak too fast, but there aren't like major breaks. Like you're not, you know, there's no like major pauses. There's always something visually to see and she is continuing with a storyline while she is doing her makeup or whatever it is and if you aren't really studying that what can happen is then you put your phone in front of you to do your makeup you're in maybe in like poor lighting um you're not paying attention to like what you really liked about the video you might start with like hi so i'm going to the store and so i'm going to do my makeup and you're going to do it with me lots of pauses. There's no hook. Like you, these are the things that you will eventually pick up on. But when you first, you know, open your phone and do the video, like, yeah, you know, practice, but realize like, if you're going to get frustrated that your videos aren't doing well, um, you're like, oh, I'm doing the get ready with me videos just like her, or, you know, that's just an example. Really take a look at like what you like about that content. And are I'm not saying copy people, but are you replicating the same behaviors? Like something again, like if you clip the clips like really close together so there's less pauses if you are maintaining a very engaged upbeat tone if you are telling a story while you're doing something else like these are all like little things that you know I've studied that have done really really well for other creators and so you can continue on that and just be learning from these other people 
but that helps a lot to just see, like visualize what it is. You're able to actually see examples of good work, but then take, and I really mean like take notes. There has been times where I've sat down and written notes about a video from a creator that I liked and why did I like it? Was it the transitions? Did Was it a talking video? Was it trying to sound like what did they do and how can you then apply it to your content? Now, again, um, another tip, like let's talk about trending sounds for a second because this drives me insane. Trending sounds are an accessory. It's not a personality. And yes, there are some creators who only do trending sounds and I even can think of them in my mind, but they have a niche or some sort of personality that they have very in a very talented way. Like this takes talent. They've taken that trending sound and are able to communicate a message through that trending sound in their own way. So I'm thinking of like, I'm literally thinking of the, of the edits, like there will be these, like, I'm, let me know if you know this genre, like these teenage boys who make edits of movie quotes or like different, like the flea bag quotes, things or songs or whatever and it's usually like very emo and it'll be like I don't I I'm trying to think of an example it's just like they'll be talking about them looking at the girl across the room or um when the girl in front of you asked to borrow a pencil and they're like you know I'm thinking of these like they'll romanticize these situations but they're building like a little almost like a mini story within the trending sound or within the song that they're doing like that is that is still having a personality just because you did a trend like a trend that literally ever like so many people are doing and you're doing these over and over again um without inserting a piece of yourself into it or anything that's unique like that isn't going to help you grow Trending sounds are an accessory. It's a tool. It's not a personality. Now, if you want to use it in creating like very original ideas, then awesome. Use them as, again, the tool that they are. Don't rely on them as a growth tactic. There's actually every single account that I've worked on, our trending sound content does not do as well. People buy people. So people want to hear about your story. They want to hear about your day. They want to, you know, whatever, hear about the crazy thing that happened. And, you know, they're not going to be as interested in the same TikTok sound that they've seen over and over and over again. If you you think it's fun and you can put a fun spin on it, or if you literally just want to do it for fun, like absolutely do it. I'm not saying don't do trending sounds again. You can take everything I say and throw it in the trash. What I'm saying is don't rely on, on them as your complete strategy because that's not a strategy um another thing and this is going to sound super cheesy this is going to give pinterest quote okay and that's gonna be fine fall in love with the art not the outcome um and for this purpose yes like we're calling making tiktoks the art or fall in love with the practice whatever you want to call it but fall in love with doing the thing not the outcome of doing that thing. Um, unfortunately, I think most of the people that we see that have been successful online, um, as far as like the big TikTokers and even myself, did not mean to create the career that they did. And uh, as like annoying as that is, um, that's just kind of the reality. But that doesn't mean that you can't have a goal. Like if you have a goal to grow a TikTok, create a career out of it, I think that's awesome. Like this is a a true career career path. It's unconventional, but it is a real career path as we can see. But don't, you have to fall in love with actually doing it. 
not just for good intentions. Like, yes, you need to like have the right value forward and saying, I want to be an influencer. I want to be an influencer um, is just going to make you frustrated when you're not. And that's, that's not sustainable. It's just not a sustainable lifestyle, but also you want to make sure that you fall in love with the practice of it. Because like, say you do blow up, say this does become your career. You have to like your job. You have to like what you're doing. So from a very practical standpoint, if you don't like making videos, then you're, you're, I bet like having that as a career is not going to be very fun. And yes, it is. A, I'm not going to say like, I'm not going to stand here and lie and say that it is like just as fun when you're creating videos for no one as when you're creating videos that get thousands of views. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. That validation for sure, those that viewership validation is completely real and it is easier to stay on a consistent path when you know people are watching 100%. Thankfully, TikTok is a platform that that lends itself to being a lot better at getting you discovered. So that's very helpful. But you you do have to learn how to kind of create for yourself first, if that makes sense. Another thing that I want to note about like the niche thing. So and and why it's important to have like sort of like niche, at least in the beginning, for growth. Okay. So um when my video went viral the video about the laundry soap that has the 27 million one that it was at 27 million the last time I checked. Um, there is a difference between a video going viral and you gaining followers from it. Just because you have a video get lots of views does not mean you will gain followers. And the reason that that happened, because I looked back, I studied. And the reason that I, that happened is because um, the underlying message in that video is, is cheap. It's, it's a, it's a cheaper alternative to laundry detergent, to stain removal, et cetera. Um, and I was like, why did people come, like, why did they like decide to follow me? Why did they still want to follow me? It's because in my other videos, they saw a unintentional, I will say unintentional theme of like, oh, she's a cheap ass. Like I was sharing tips on, you know, budgeting, or I would be talking about something in terms of like trying to save money. Like I had these things in place and that's just because that's my personality. That's the best part of it is like, certain things you will find the things that kind of come out like the messages or the common themes of yourself as you create we'll talk about that in a second but they saw this common theme of like oh this girl's a cheap ass and like what when people watched that video about the laundry bar soap they wanted like that's what they're looking for they're looking for more ways to save money like it they there needed to be some common theme for them to go back and follow because anybody can watch a video save it remember it for later whatever but in order to actually convert that to a follower they have to know that they are going to be getting the content that they're expecting so they will you know watch your other videos and if they're seeing that there is a common theme they will go and they will then follow and um otherwise then yeah you can get like a video that goes viral but then not get any followers because all your other videos are a bunch of different things um and again it is this careful balance of like casting a wide net but when you're casting a wide net also my assumption is that you are creating videos that you enjoy and you will find commonalities in that as well um so your personality, your creation style, really lean into that because it really can't like a niche can be your delivery. Like you may talk about so many different topics. You might be in a ton of different settings, doing a ton of different things, but the way that you speak is very unique. The way that you deliver 
literally deliver words. The way that you tell stories is very unique. That's something that I'm picking up on for my audience. Like when I do certain like story times or more talking videos, they like it because like, I'll go back and watch. Like I, you know, I have a podcast. I'm on video every single day. At some point you just know like your style. And I know the type of like, you know, the way I inflect my voice, the, the, how fast I talk, people are very drawn to that. And so those videos do really, really well. And you will find those commonalities in yourself as well. And this brings me to my last point. Like as you're going along and you're creating to a certain extent, you're also discovering who you are as a creator. And so there is like a self-discovery piece that happens with it. You're discovering how you deliver content. They're discovering how you make a video. You're discovering like, how do you create in this particular medium? It is just as like artistic really as painting or as, you know, being like sculpt, you know, doing sculpting or, you know, any type of Thing where you're having to navigate learning who you are in that creative medium as well. Same thing. So, and that's like the fun part. And like, there are things I've learned about myself through creation that I didn't really realize before. For instance, like my delivery style, again, telling stories, I've learned things that I like or habits that I have, or um, like, you know, hobbies that I'm into or there's, you know, things that I wouldn't have discovered if I, if I hadn't started making videos, if I hadn't started, you know, interacting with people online, I really wouldn't have, it's a literal reflection of you and you'll start to see things, literally see yourself as other people see you. And that is a really, really powerful thing to know. If you can, and, and, and hear me say this in terms, I'm saying this in terms like strategically as a creator, as somebody who is on video, not caring what people's opinions are. Very, very different. Don't get it twisted. But when you are on camera and you are able to see yourself from the lens of a viewer, you are then able to identify why that viewer was sucked in. You're able to identify why certain videos work and why other videos do not. You're able to identify your own strengths and then play to them. That is something that I would say I have, I've discovered about myself probably in the last... Mm, probably in the last like four to six months have I really gotten a understanding of how other people see me as a viewer to a creator and that has completely honestly it's been a lot more inspiring um I feel a lot more connected to the viewers which then makes me feel a lot more inspired to create but yeah just realize like you're discovering yourself in this as well. And you're discovering how you like to create. And that is just as important because sustainability and consistency are, it's the underlining line tone to everything. You can't experiment with content if you're not posting consistently. Like you can't grow a following if you aren't, you know, posting where people can expect to see content from you. That's just not going to happen. So if you can get the sustainable creation and like a consistent schedule down, you're golden. All right, guys, this was a bit of a different episode, like very um, kind of just tip space, very practical. I hope that this was interesting. Um, and I hope that if you are looking to grow your TikTok, that this was helpful. If you have other questions, I think there's a lot of questions around this and there's a lot of different um, avenues that we can go in with talking about becoming an influencer, getting an audience, all the kind of stuff. We can talk about podcasting, like all, you know, how to connect all of your socials as far as your, you know, 
social ecosystem um, because you should be on multiple platforms if you're wanting to be a creator. So anyway, if you have any questions about that, please go to our Instagram and DM us or comment and we can do a whole other episode answering those questions. So yep, I hope this was interesting. I love you guys so very much and I will see you guys next time. Bye.